He was one of the biggest rock stars in the world. His songs topped the charts in the UK and the US. But this aging rocker led a dark and twisted double life. Gary Glitter was nothing but a wolf in glittery sheep's clothing. If you live on planet Earth, you've definitely heard the song Rock and Roll Part 2. It used to play when the New England Patriots scored a touchdown or when the Nashville Predators scored a goal. It's the da-da-da-da-da, hey, song. You know, the one with the rolling beat and the chant-along chorus. It plays when Joaquin Phoenix's Joker dances down the stairs towards the film's violent climax. It was in Happy Gilmore, The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and Meet the F***. And it was written by a convicted child defender, Paul Francis Gadd, a.k.a. the fallen angel of glam rock, Gary Glitter. Let's recap. It fell apart for Paul, a.k.a. Gary Glitter, on November 18, 1997. That's the day he took his computer into PC World in Bristol, England to be fixed. He had just one critical request. He looked the technician in the eyes and said, Don't look at my files. Understandable. He is Gary Glitter, after all. He's probably got secret songs and copyrighted material on there, but the tech looked anyway. To make sure Gary's computer was fixed, the tech had to open a file to see if it, well, opened. Of all the files he could have clicked on, he picked the one full of child abuse pictures. The tech later described the images as disturbing, but that was an understatement. When Gary came to collect his computer, a police sergeant led him out in handcuffs. Lawyer John Royce described the pictures as the most appalling images of very young children engaged in the most humiliating sexual acts. Apparently, Gary spent 6 to 12 hours online every day searching for the sickest images he could find. How did it come to this? The English rock and roll scene took off in the 1960s. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Kinks, the Animals, you name it. Paul wanted to be one of them, but could never break through the ceiling. He performed under the stage name Paul Raven during the 1960s. He played some gigs and released a few records, but Paul Raven was no Paul McCartney. Then, everything changed in 1970. The English glam rock movement was in full swing. Chest hair, makeup, and platform boots quickly replaced bowl cuts and neckties. Paul had found his niche. He stage tested a few alternative names, including Terry Tinsel, Stanley Sparkle, and Vicky Vomit. Finally, he landed on Gary Glitter. Gary shot out of a glitter-filled cannon. He became a world-renowned superstar on par with Bowie, Kiss and Elton John. He made more money than you can dream of between 1970 and 1976. Then he declared bankruptcy in 1977. Record sales declined. He was caught drinking and driving three separate times. He's lucky he was famous because the third DUI should have sent him straight to jail. He became a devout Buddhist and vegetarian in the 1980s. To his credit, Gary bounced back in the 80s and mid 90s. Then Everything came crashing down when he brought his computer in to be fixed in 1997. Gary had more than 4,000 images on his hard drive. Most were of young girls, but several included young boys. According to John Royce, some appeared to be as young as two. The others were three, four, five, or six. None were older than nine or ten. The images were enough to make you want to Vicky vomit. 
Then things went from bad to worse. The media tore Gary to shreds. He was edited out of the upcoming Spice Girls musical comedy Spice World. One of his songs did make the final cut. Now, Gary faced sexual assault allegations from a past love affair. She alleged that Gary had sex with her in the late 70s when she was only 14. She apparently sold her story to the news of the world for 10000 If Gary was found guilty, she stood to make an additional 25000 As the story goes, Gary invited her on stage to sing a song when she was 14. Her parents encouraged their friendship, which quickly turned sexual. At one point, Gary threatened suicide if she ever left him. The judge didn't like the idea of a newspaper paying her for her story. While it wasn't illegal, he called it highly reprehensible. It likely cost her the case as the jury acquitted Gary of sexual assault. He did plead guilty to downloading over 4,000 items worth of child porn. For that, Gary got four months in prison and had to register as a sex offender. After his release in 2000, Gary boarded his 40-foot yacht and fled to Spain. He moored the boat at a marina on the Albert coast. He told the locals his name was Larry Brillante, which wasn't far from his stage name since Brillante is the Spanish word for glitter. He spent his free time surfing the internet and drinking at local watering holes. It didn't take long for the locals to realize who he was. From there, Gary fled to Cuba where he fathered a child. Gary made regular trips to Havana in the 90s. At the time, the Cuban capital was notorious for child sex trafficking. From Cuba, Gary hopped back on his boat and fled halfway around the world to Southeast Asia. He settled in Cambodia, a city famous for harboring pedophiles and human sex trafficking. But even Gary Glitter wasn't wanted in Cambodia. Police caught him living there without proper registration. The local outcry forced him to leave, and Gary was permanently banned from the country in 2003. Details are scarce about his time in Cambodia. All they said was he violated Cambodian laws. They deported him to Thailand, but Gary hopped on a quick flight to Vietnam instead. That's when things went from bad to horrible. Gary rented a luxurious seaside villa in Vietnam. At the time, Vietnam was a tier two country on the U.S. State Department's human trafficking report. That means they sort of comply with global regulations, but the U.S. is watching them. They're in the tier three as of 2022, meaning things have only gotten worse. In the early 2000s, Vietnam was a source country for women and children trafficked across Southeast Asia and China. They were also a destination country for stolen Cambodian children. Gary got into trouble after groping a teenage waitress at a local nightclub. The owners watched Gary stick his hand up the girl's shorts and banned him permanently. They said, we don't want that sword here. Eyewitnesses then saw Gary taking two young girls into his fancy home. People started talking. Rumors spread around town. Gary knew his time was up, so in November 2005, he fled. Vietnamese police kicked in his door and found a 15-year-old girl living in his house. The hunt was on. Gary made it to the airport in Ho Chi Minh when the police finally found him. He was just about to board a plane for Bangkok, Thailand. Six Vietnamese girls and women between 11 and 23 years old claimed Gary had sex with them. Now, sex with underage children is among the most heinous crimes you can commit. For a country riddled with human trafficking problems, Vietnam does not take kindly to pedophiles. If found guilty of raping a minor, 
Gary could be sentenced to death by firing squad. Lucky for Gary, the sex assault charge was dropped due to lack of evidence. He was still charged with obscene acts with two minor girls. On March 3, 2006, Gary was found guilty and sentenced to three years in prison. He also had to pay his victim's families five million Vietnamese dong. And you should know that's only about $300. Gary maintained his innocence the whole time. In his mind, he was set up by British tabloids looking for a quick headline. In 2006, he sat down for an interview with BBC. When the interviewer asked if he'd ever slept with an underage girl, Gary said, not to my knowledge that she's been underage. No, I have not. I know the line to cross. The interviewer pressed him harder, asking, are you sure? Gary hesitated and said he didn't know that underage meant younger than 18 in Vietnam. Gary described the English press as the worst enemy in the world. He claims they tracked him all around the globe after his conviction in 1999. He just wanted to put his life back together, but the media wouldn't let it happen. Gary's life in a Vietnamese jail wasn't very glamorous. He shared a cell with 18 other foreign inmates. He only avoided hard labor because of his age. Then, Gary suffered a heart attack in January 2008 and spent some time in the prison hospital. Gary's Vietnamese lawyers said the singer planned on returning to England. He also expressed interest in moving to Hong Kong or Singapore. The Philippines got ahead of the curve and banned Gary from entering the country in May 2008. Imagine getting banned from a country you've never even been to. 19 other countries followed suit, including Cuba and Cambodia, his two favorite places. He fought tooth and nail to avoid going back to the UK. They basically forced Gary on the plane and expelled him from Southeast Asia. In 2012, a scandalous documentary took the UK by storm. It was called Exposure, The Other Side of Jimmy Savile. But who the heck is Jimmy Savile? Sir James Wilson Vincent Savile was a famous BBC radio DJ and TV personality. After his death in 2011, hundreds of sexual assault allegations came out against him. All told, Jimmy was the most prolific predator in English history. He was like the Harvey Weinstein of London. The documentary inspired women to come forward and expose their attackers. The Metropolitan Police launched Operation U-Tree to investigate all sexual assault allegations against England's upper echelon. U-Tree allegations spanned four decades between 1959 and 1989. Most of the girls were between 13 and 16 when they were assaulted. Most of their attackers were well into their 60s, 70s, and 80s. The dressing room of Jimmy Seville's TV show, Jim Will Fix It, was like the lion's den of sex offenders. Karen Ward waived her anonymity to appear in the exposure documentary. She said she watched Gary Glitter have sex with a 14-year-old girl in Jimmy's dressing room. It happened in a teeny alcove and nobody batted an eye. This was clearly normal. Meanwhile, Jimmy had an underage girl on his lap with his hand up her skirt. Another unnamed English celebrity tried to grope Karen and insulted her when she freaked out. Karen's story led to Gary's arrest in October 2012. He was the first person arrested by the U-Tree Task Force. They grilled him at the police station, but Gary walked away on bail. Then, in June 2014, he was arrested and charged with crimes against children. Two women, who were 12 and 14 when they met Gary, came out against him. Gary invited them backstage or back to his hotel at the height of his career in the mid to late 70s. 
First, he'd separate them from their mothers, then he'd have his way with them. A third victim, who was 10 in 1975, claimed Gary crept into her bed and tried to assault her. Gary was found overwhelmingly guilty on February 5th, 2015. His official crimes included attempted rape, four counts of indecent assault, and having sex with an underage girl. The judge sentenced him to 16 years in prison. Thanks to an old English law, Gary only served half his sentence. Then he got automatic parole. No review, no nothing. Gary was a free man as of February 2023, with some restrictions for sex offenders. Parole conditions are pretty strict in the UK, as they should be. Gary had to wear a GPS monitor upon his release. His parole officers followed him like a hawk. One thing he couldn't do was browse the dark web. Apparently, that's where he went first. According to the Daily Mail, someone filmed Gary trying to access the dark web. In the video, you can hear him say, let's find this onion. Apparently, the onion is a corner of the dark web used by pedophiles since it's hard to trace. To be clear, we're not talking about the satirical website. On March 13th, 2023, Gary Glitter was dragged back to prison to serve the rest of his sentence. Unless he lives to be 88, he'll likely spend the rest of his life behind bars. And that's your recap. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you like getting all the crime in half the time, go ahead and tap that subscribe button so you never miss a story. But don't go away. Catch up on more recaps right here, right now. Until next time, take care.